a.k.a. podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is an atheist podcast that hasn't been weaponized by the CIA. At least as ch- far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Three guys, one mic, plenty of opinions, none of which are QAnon. Not that you know of, at least. <laughs> Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter, unless you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, duck go, go that shit. shit. <laughs> so what are we drinking? Well, what, what, are, what are you drinking? You have a mug, and I'm afraid I'm going to knock it over. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll move the I'm mug. fearful. I'll definitely move the mug. I'm easy, quick. I'm having a long day longer. Uh, no wine to, uh, this week. Lo- uh, red hair, long day. It's uh, Marietta. Local, Marietta. Yep. They're actually having, I believe it's their seventh anniversary. That sounds right. They're having a big uh, to-do coming up. Uh, <laughs> soon. Soon. Let's just and go with soon. soon. But Jeff sneered at it. He well, did. He did kind of sniff at like, eh. I was surprised that he hadn't mentioned it uh, or posted it. And when I mentioned it to him... He kind of gave me a little backhand, just, you know, like, move along, young right. boy. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. you know. Okay, oh. okay. Yeah. so so here's here's the deal. Right. We've tried going to two of their anniversary parties. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've never been there. Okay. Parking sucks, sucks there. Okay. Um, because it's so popular that it's always well, full? Well, or? no, I mean, for the anniversary <laughs> parties, definitely. And so we ended up having a hike in, you know, from quite a distance. And then it, the place was So super you're mad because you had to walk. Wait a second. Well, oh. no, I mean, because then also when you get in there, it was jam-packed with people. They didn't have enough staff. They didn't have enough, like, beer outlets to serve. I mean, they may have improved it by now. Okay. But I'm just saying, last two times we tried going... It was not a good experience. It was not a pleasant experience. Brewery anniversary parties, though, do tend to bring the best out in the brewery. Like, they do pull out the, you know, the barrel-aged and the sours and all the stuff that you can't get at your local grocery store. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to the one at Dry County. It's, uh, I think it's the first full weekend in September. Okay. Because they're doing some local collaborations, like with Burn Hickory and I can't remember the other one they mentioned. So, you know, they're going to do some fun stuff. They have a good band planned Saturday night, actually. At Dry County? At uh, Red Hair. As long as it's not the same weekend that the healing preacher that knocks you over with the power of his suit coat, uh, as long as it's not the same day as that. Are you going to that, are you? I, it's free. You're damn right I'm going. Uh, What's he going to heal you from? Nothing. I, I, I want to I want <laughs> to stand there, and, and, and when he waves the jacket and everybody falls, just continue standing and give him the both hands, just... Pfft. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. My arm's broke. Yeah, I'm going to sue. 
Yeah. It's funny though how he he weighs, you know he's got the power of the Holy Spirit and he waves and and it, and it just knocks the people down. But it doesn't knock down the people standing behind the person that's being knocked down, so they can catch him. It's focused energy. It's, yeah, but yeah. no, the whole crowd behind falls as well too. Like dominoes, like bowling. The cameraman that's that's in, in you know in downrange from the Holy Spirit doesn't get knocked over. That's Nobody true. gets knocked over. They have a special vest on or something. It's probably an atheist. Probably, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the, the people catching. The parishioner and the people running the camera have to be non-believers because no, no, they just have the atheist vest on, and then when they leave, then they take that off. Oh, what is yeah. the element that repels science? <laughs> Has real science <laughs> sewn into right, it? Right. I don't know where that this is in the periodic table. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Ah, well, we digress. What do you have? This is a long story. So, so our last. <laughs> There's a sound of people clicking yeah. off. <laughs> Fast forward okay, now. <laughs> long story 30 short. Thirty seconds, four times. So it's our last, a- our lost episode. Yes. I was. We had a beer that we did drink from that uh, Larissa gave us for the podcast. It was made by Uintus. And it was like son of a Baptist imperial Son of a Baptist, yeah. No, it was from Epic. From Epic, Epic. Epic. Yeah, okay. But in made Utah. in Utah. And so I kind of wonder, since it was made in Mormon land, and it was son of a Baptist, kind of like a throw in the face to Baptist, if maybe Jesus erased our podcast because of that beer. Either that or the Mormons know. snuck in and did it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe God is a Mormon. Don't those two been, groups? We've been complimentary. We've been more compliment. I've been more complimentary about to Mormons because they've been the only ones to kind of consistently anti-Trumpish. Because they have yeah. morals. Their politicians don't have morals to vote against them. They talk a good game, but they don't exactly vote against them. But we digress. We're still in the beer section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I had to do a shout out for that since okay. I was in the last episode. What we were going to have tonight was one we found. Jerry and I went to a hops, grain, and vine. Great beer store. Sign us free beer. And yeah. And so there was a collaboration by Evil Twin and Westbrook. And it was a maple bourbon barrel aged imperial Mexican biscotti cake breaked out. That was our plan. And it was expensive. Cake? Cake. C-A-K-E. C-A-K-E. Oh, yeah. Cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was in the uh, fridge. We had a few people over on Saturday, and it got entered into a, a blind taste contest. Uh, Much to... I was blinded and yeah. didn't know until I tasted it. Go, what oh, shit. That's this? my good beer for Thursday. No, that was... <laughs> that, I saw. I said that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it being poured. I was like, oh, oh shit. Don't do that. <laughs> that's the podcast beer. Yeah, yeah. I should have put a label on there. Podcast only. But anyway, luckily we had a backup and this is Hubbard's Cave Coffee and Cakes. So this More is, cake. More, more cake. cake. So the cake's in there and the maple syrup is in there. This is Imperial Stout fermented with Abacus Coffee and and maple syrup. Fermented with it? Yeah. Is that what it says? It says fermented with maybe the coffee. Why, maybe that's why I don't taste any of those things, and I taste a big glass of black licorice. No, I'm like, drinking it, too. I smelled it. It smells like molasses. It poured oh, like yeah. molasses. I don't smell the uh, the licorice. And you but in Podland can't either, but trust us. But if it tastes like black licorice, I no, it doesn't. No, to do I would not. It. I would be spitting it out if it tasted <laughs> okay. anything you mean like licorice. licorice. So I'm yeah. tasting the maple. There syrup. is no such thing as red licorice. That's on our other podcast. What are you like, licorice racist or something? <laughs> <laughs> so that's our story. So this is episode nineteen twenty mm. twenty. 19 and a half. 19B. Mm. 19.5. <laughs> this is episode 20. And we, and, we, and we laugh, but it could happen again. It could, yeah. 
it wasn't a theme liquor episode. No. So if anyone thinks, oh, you guys, either, did you have like a bourbon episode or did you have like a straight alcohol episode? Mm. No. 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 And it was one of our best. Oh, it's so good. Say. It was so good. Sponsors were going to be lining up <laughs> oh, yeah. to get behind us. This was our breakthrough episode. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> and, and it's lost, lost. To, uh, to history. Jesus took it. We'll just have to make this the breakthrough must-listen episode. There we go. So on the Godless Heathens Twitter, when not trolling Bill O'Reilly or douchebag D'Souza, there was a story out of South Carolina. This guy used to be big in the state party. I think he was a general counsel for the GOP in South Carolina, and he was a horrific Twitter troll. Just absolute worse. He actually led the party in South Carolina. His name is Todd Kincannon. You heard of this guy? Never heard the name. Uh, if On Twitter, he was a class A asshole. And there was a story that the police got called out to his parents' house in suburban Greenville, South Carolina. How old is this guy? This guy is 37. Oh, wow. Young asshole. Yeah. Oh, uh, but just... Like, Fresh. just the worst. If you just looked at him from afar, who is the biggest dickhead on Twitter? I want to be a dickhead on Twitter. Who should I emulate? <laughs> this is a guy, You. this is a guy, if you didn't have a, any skin in the game, you'd be like, wow, that guy's really good at being an asshole. And using his real name, not not even a pseudonym. Uh, absolutely. Like, Whoa, out and proud. Yes, majorly out and proud. Dang. Police get called to his house. He killed his mom's 10-year-old dog intentionally, willfully, maliciously, cruelly, and needlessly mutilated the dog. He came out of the house only wearing his underwear, covered in blood and dog hair. His mom had locked herself in the bathroom because she was so terrified. Well, usually serial killers start with animals and then graduate and move on. He did all of this with his bare hands. Bare hands. He told the officer on the scene, killed the dog because, quote, I'm the second coming of Christ, and I got a command from God to do it. Oh. So the cops just left at that point. Right. Oh, you got a point. You know. And then he said that every 1,000 years there needs to be a sacrifice and blood must be spilt. And I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, what? the fuck? Like, yeah. this is awful. And yeah, I, He was tweeting about it? There, it's news oh, okay. everywhere. And well, that makes sense. I, I mean, tweet. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right, it's clicky. You know, I've listened to enough episodes of the Bible Says What podcast to, to realize that God requires blood in order to forgive somebody. So well, that has to be a sacrifice. Unfortunately, that so we're good dog for another didn't have a say years. in it. Yeah. Right, right. Good for a thousand years. And I said, this is absolutely not a topic we are going to be talking about on the on the Godless Heathens but we podcast. Are. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> but there, there was a quick response. Why not? And this I seems like, like right up our wheelhouse. I mean, this is no, this is, no, no. <laughs> see, now it's going to be a rant, and you're doing this just to Torky. provoke Torky. me. Yeah. I feel like a little and toy. I'm, I just wind it up right. and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the bait. If we weren't talking about it in the serious way that we're talking about it now, it gets back to. Why does everyone have to assume that either atheist or atheist podcast just live for these moments? This guy is obviously mentally ill. His or, or history... at least had a mental episode. Okay. You know what? Give him the benefit I, who, of the who doubt. Who thought, yeah, well, look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> Here's my olive branch. Let me extend that out to you. Right. That's Dog killer. Right. <laughs> so 
could you take advantage of this and just tut tut your way through 10 minutes of venom on a podcast about you know oh it's really christian of him and he killed you know he killed that poor dog well and- this guy was an atheist and was the head of the South Carolina branch of American Atheists. Mm-hmm. Every preacher in Greenville would be, you know, you know what the sermon would be come Sunday morning. It's true. So, and too early to segue, but in my completely riveting <coughs> deep dive yeah. on Messaging Tuesday, yeah. I, I mentioned that mm-hmm. because the whataboutism runs deep in atheists. I don't want to do podcasts like that. Like, I don't want to talk about it and revel in just because this guy is hypocritical as hell. You know, if he wasn't, you'd go, oh, my God, that that guy's mentally ill. But it's like, it's Christian. Like, yeah, we're going to dunk on that guy. So we're not going to talk about the mega church outside of Chicago that (laughs) the pastor was sexually harassing parishioners and and staff and the entire like the entire staff of deacons and everybody just resigned from. We're not going to talk about that. Okay, all right. But you, just, you just did. We're no, not going to. No. You know what? That's me not talking so about. So that story, <laughs> scratch topic number two. <laughs> that story was the result of a once true believer who was unbelievably brave and courageous to keep the notes that she kept. The, the woman who who yeah. who started this story was like. Intimately involved in, uh, no pun intended, of the church. A true believer. She was like his secretary or assistant or something along those lines. Right. And the fact that she recorded all this stuff and still had the courage and the conviction to do that is something to be applauded. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Completely. And the fact that the rest of the church, I didn't realize that they all had resigned. I just saw that today. Good for them. Who all resigned? I I missed Like the entire... The elders or whatever? Elder, yeah. The the elders, the deacons, the leadership team of that particular church all bailed. So basically that church is done. I mean, it was a mega church. It was a personality church based on... From what I understand, that was... That was like the blueprint for mega churches. That was... For the seeker-friendly. Yeah. That was kind of the history of that. So... Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is when a church is built on a, a personality, which it was, you can't just stick anybody else in there. No. I mean, everybody was going there for that pastor, for Bill Hybels. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew, I, I I knew you'd know his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just knew that. that was shady. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was You're shady. not getting sunburnt today. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very surprised if a business, and make no mistake, it's business that makes that much money doesn't have succession a succession plan. plan. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't be overt because he's still uh, here uh, and relatively young. I don't know. I mean, but a good example, what, though, is, is... What denomination um, was that church? It's a non-denomination. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I was I mean, say, which was, is evangelical. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, reformed Protestantism kind of... Oh, by the way, thing. that guy was an advisor to Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Maybe. Bill Clinton? Maybe, maybe he advised no, him. but Bill Clinton in, would wrap his arms around anybody that would yeah. get him out of a tough spot. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Charles Stanley has a big mega church. You know, he's an old guy getting ready to retire. And his replacement, you know, nobody recognizes who he is. So, you know, after after Charles Stanley steps down, that church is probably going to lose a lot of members. have no idea. First Baptist Church of Atlanta. Seriously? Where's yeah, that? Megachurch. Yeah, oh, wait a second. Is he the guy that comes on after Saturday Night Live? No. Who? 
Who's that? And his name's uh, Stanley? No. Andy Stanley has a... That is his son. Oh, is that who that is? That's his son, yeah. 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 Oh, really? He's like feeling Yeah, he has his own mega church. Yeah, but that's that's Uh, kind of the Bill Heibel-ish kind of seeker-friendly kind of church. He does. He's, He's not doing the... You know, the Baptist church kind of thing. That show's funnier than Saturday Night Live is. What? Charles his, Stanley? Yeah, Charlie, the, the Stanley guy comes on afterwards and does his little preaching, uh, his little race board. Or you watch that. I watch. It, it's it, The TV's on. It goes to commercial. It comes back on, and he's on there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so I'll watch a little bit it's of like, it. where's the clicker? Then, you know, yeah. Can't find a clicker. I, I've been known to, you know, the Shepherd's Chapel? Uh, the the guys from what's the Shepherd's Chapel. <laughs> that I have heard the gr- the guys out of Gravette, Arkansas. Uh, oh, Gravette. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah. That no, it's preceded one, the Corvette. It's one of these churches. Uh, they're out of Arkansas, and they have their own TV show. They come on late at night. Almost, I think they're on almost every night. Literally all night long. They just basically read the Bible and and, and preach the Bible. Uh, and then at the end of the show, the best part of the show is the last 10, 15 minutes when he reads letters. People write letters in and ask questions, and he gives gives the answers. That part cracks me up. Kind of like the Bible It just makes what? shit up as you go along. Yeah, it's classic. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm always, always like, why are you watching this shit? You know, I, I find it funnier and saying <laughs> It is, is kind of entertaining seeing, you know, what the rest of the world is kind of tuning into. No. No, it's not entertaining. <laughs> and no, you wonder a... why, why, other than the fact that airtime is super cheap at 1 a.m. Saturday, but, even after Saturday Night Live, you, are you looking for that? But that's that Channel 11. That's a, a major, you know, that's a that's what ABC, NBC, CBS, yeah, you know, It's one of the major really, channels. Really I mean, this guy, the, the, the Shepherd's Chapel, they're on like... Channel 57 out of Dalton or something. I mean, it's it's some little nothing channel. But he buys it because it is cheap. And you get the, you know, oh, my God, I'm a, I'm alone and I'm a loser. And, oh, the good Lord is going to save me. Save me. Yeah. I just send my money I'll, in because they're always asking for money. I'll put a link into it uh, in, in the show notes. But there is a YouTube video. I'll have to go and find it where the the older there's two guys there's the pastor and the assistant pastor there at Shepherd's Chapel that both do the show and there's a clip where somebody comes into the studio and you see the pastor like start to freak out by whoever it was that came they never show who it was that come in and he's like grab that boy blah blah he's like where's my gun he starts searching in his in his desk for his gun it's my description is not giving it justice like i said I'll put the link. Uh, it's a YouTube link. I'll put it into the uh, show notes. You can enjoy it with the rest of the and listeners. And by the way, right from the heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yep. oh yeah, Bryant Wright, that yep. guy. Yeah, another local douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel? Yeah, what church? Is, it's a Baptist church too. It, Johnson that's Fair Johnson Baptist. Baptist, Baptist church. Mega church. You come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that mega. Well, it's it's mega enough. It's mega. Big, enough. It's not yeah. mega. It's big. Yeah. But there's another one not too far from there, Methodist one, who's been involved in a local controversy or two. That was the guy that wouldn't let, and he knows it. Oh, he knows we the controversy. We were doing the the East Cobber parade or whatever. It, it was going to end at that church, Johnson's Ferry Baptist Church, and because it was ending on his property, somehow he finagled that he got last say, so to speak, as far as any signs or T-shirts that anybody in the parade was wearing. So if he did not approve of the message on your T-shirt on or on, you, on, you, on, on your street. sign, it's all about messaging. Yeah. Yeah. he got had veto power. I did get to, to march with a basically an atheist T-shirt in 
East Cobb, and I thought we were going to get candy thrown at us. What, and what shirt were you wearing? Oh, it was a wasn't an FFRF one, but it was a separation of church and state oh, okay. one. Okay, and it says well, I'm Americans kinda, United were part one of the groups that that yeah, was that was the one. Yeah, that was in that was the one. oh oh they you got the shirt that they passed out. Yeah, we we all you know yeah we all had them on. So well, you, I'm sure that shirt got approved uh, by Bryant Wright prior I, to the printing. Boy, I doubt that. What did it say? It said. Your God's imaginary. <laughs> right. No, you know, I doubt it. Superstitious fairy yeah. tale. Yeah. Um, it said on the back, it said like worship or not. Oh, okay. Which, that's a message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can get behind. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Well, one thing I wanted to say, I'm back to your South Carolina guy, whatever. It's so, so the thing that immediately came into my mind is so he's saying that's what Jesus spoke into his head or God or whoever. You have Pat Robertson and all these other people saying the same exact thing. You know, that God is telling me that, you know, that's why the hurricane was sent here and all that kind of stuff. So you can say pretty much anything you want. I mean, there's free speech. How do you know? I mean, mean, Pat Robertson hasn't, you know, manually strangled and mutilated any, any, at least that you know know of. We know of. Right, right. My point is, is Mike Huckabee's son did. Mike Huckabee's son killed a dog? Uh Uh-huh. With his bare oh, hands? Yeah, you guys didn't hear that one? No. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the details while you finish Sarah up. Sarah Huckabee's oh, brother? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Wow. From the podium? at the... Uh, Would it surprise you? No. Anyway, as you were saying. Well, I, I'm, so I'm saying that, you know, when, when people say that kind of stuff, how can you say he's not hearing? If you're claiming that God speaks to people. My point is, too, is, is so, and we're going to talk about this later, I'm sure, the Jeff Sessions. Yeah. Uh, religious, what's what's his the Liberty group? Task Force? Liber- yeah, so so they're saying you religious know religious liberty task force. religious liberty. So why does this guy? You know what's what's wrong with this guy? He's just living out his religion. As soon as it no, I don't violent, think you're yeah. living out your religion though. Yeah, I don't think his religion is based on mutilating dogs. I, I don't think so. I don't know if, geez, if God told him to do it. He's in a mood, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Snarky. It's unlike him. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just He's saying that, you know, that you're... The you're, moder- yeah. you're more, normally like the moderating influence, and now well, no. well, you're just throwing, just throwing... You didn't get out and talk to anybody this week, did you? <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to open up the can of worms of religious freedom, where are the lines? But none of that is really genuine. What's not genuine? The, the whole religious freedom, yeah. anything. None of that is genuine. It's yet another completely. It's to keep the base. It's cynical way to to manipulate the base. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. to basically preserve your power. Try to explain to the cop that it's your strongly held religious belief that it, you're supposed to speed while drinking. You know, right. and, and see right. how far that gets you. That that shit won't fly. Right. But I hate him because he loves him. Those things you can get away with. Well, it didn't stop. Speaking of South Carolina, did you hear the, the story about the white girl that, 32 years old, got stopped by the cops? She got nicked on drunken jar- driving charges, and she told the cops, I'm a very clean, thoroughbred white girl. I'm a white, white girl. She's purebred. <laughs> was she, like, singing this or what? She said white, she, said she had perfect grades. She was a 32-year-old woman. Mm. National Honor Society, cheerleader, 
honor roll, dancer, sorority girl. Her partner is a cop. She graduated with high honors from a high accredited university. And she was high yeah. and drunk yeah. at the time. <laughs> when, when the police asked her what being white had, had to, do to do with anything, she said, you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. She had four wow. grams of weed in her car, and uh, she blew a .18. So... So really fun at a party. You know, just, yep, yep. just don't drive. I'm sorry for the rabbit hole. How did we get there? <laughs> Religious freedom or white freedom, I guess. It kind of uh, goes hand in hand. It's, they, they don't say the white part. But it's not about religious freedom. It's about maintaining their political power and their maybe, to your point, shrinking political power. Having the ability oh, yeah, to right. discriminate. Control. Right. If, right. You don't, if you don't let me discriminate against these people, you're discriminating against me. Why should I bake a cake for anyone yeah. that I don't like? Well, we, we can go down that road. <laughs> no, let's yeah. not. <laughs> it wasn't even a question of baking a cake. I want to buy that cake in the display right there. I just want to you to take that cake, put it in a box, and I'd like to take it with me to my lesbian wedding. Unreasonable. Oh, that will not fly, man. <laughs> Unreasonable. I'm so sorry. Just refuse to sell it to them. They can do that now. Well, we'll find out. Uh, they want to. But that, that whole, this whole religious freedom thing, atheists are, I would assume, kind of up in arms about it. Oh, yeah. But you can almost that's write that sure. off as atheists are always up in arms for you yeah. know against religious well, things. we're angry. Where is everyone else? Well, there are other groups. You know, the, the um, gay lesbian community is also up in arms because I know this. they're going to so be— So if you're going to rattle off 10 groups that, this, that the people who are doing this immediately dismiss, they have a stock list of groups they don't, they don't give a shit yeah. about what they say. Mm-hmm. Atheists are in there. Right. Gay, lesbian, anything would be would mm-hmm. be group two. Yeah, probably anything. Muslims. Muslims. They don't even make the list. No. Anybody African American. Yeah. Out. Well, any any shade of brown. Uh, would, uh, true. You don't have to go all the way to black. It's it doesn't. You know, they're not. You don't have to go true. that far down the spectrum. Any non white. Any shade of brown will do right. at this point. They may complain, but. What are you going to do? Well, and that's, are you going to vote me out? But, I mean, there's a lot of groups then that are going to be hurt by that group or that committee, whatever they're at. So I don't even know who's on the group. Religious Liberty Task Force? It's a task, task force, force Right, yeah. It's a task force. <laughs> they're completing they're, tasks. They, yes. They, they have been uh, tasked uh, with, with, uh, with the force to do something. So they just <laughs> I don't know. What, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. The right. whole, they came out with it. They just, they just dropped it, you know, on like on a Friday. And they, they didn't explain. It, right, basically, right. it's 100% arbitrary. It's, it, it's like porn. You know it when you see it. Well, it's probably similar to when Trump came out and said that he's going to, you know, do Space away force. with the Johnson. Well, that's another Space one. force. Uh, the Johnson. Amendment. They could combine them. It could be a religious liberty task space force. <sighs> because God is out in space somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or Jesus is oh, floating out there. So they no could space. find Jesus. The world is flat. world's flat and we're under a, what is a it? Dome. Firmament. It's a, it's a dome or something. Firmament. Yeah. <laughs> if he opens that window again, we all drown. That would suck. Uh, he's going to do that. It'd show us, Soon. though. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, that's why the sky's blue, because there's water. Water up there. Duh. <laughs> and where does rain come from? From the sky. From the sky. Duh. There's water up that's, there, man. That's just science. There's an ocean. That's just science. <laughs> <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> you can't follow that up, can you? Or can you? I, I, you got nothing. I, I got nothing there. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to talk about a little bit about the deep dive. I learned a couple things. Okay. Wait a second. 
you gave the presentation and you learned some things. I thought I thought it was supposed to be. I thought you were supposed to be imparting knowledge upon the the rest of us. That is the, not the lowly no, no, unwashed. No, no. Hey, that is not what I promised. <laughs> if that was if that was presented to you, you should watch a Seven Hundred Club yeah. because that level of lie under promise and uh, and overperform. And well, I did the I did one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to hear. How many self-described non-believers still run away from the term atheist? Just to back up, your topic was? We know what atheists stand against. What do you stand for? Right. I don't know if I got a lot of answers about that. I I didn't come away from it like most deep dives feeling any smarter than I did (laughs) when I walked in. It was my topic. But the conversation, if you really wanted to, quote, get real— should have been about you as an atheist must be out or come out when, when come out when you're ready. Yeah. And there was a divergence of opinion on that one. And politeness, for once, ruled the day. But very few people wanted to call themselves atheists because they were afraid of the in public or you uh, know, right. Well, if you if you don't call it in public, then you you are saying something else and. Maybe it's so toxic, people don't want it assigned as part of their identity. Like, you don't want to be known as an atheist. Some people couldn't be known as atheists. Okay, so here's, our ears are tuned to different things, I guess. Because what I picked up on is, is you have to use both terms. You have to say, you know, if somebody asks you, do you believe in God? You want to be honest about that. Is no, I don't. It's up to then the other person, maybe, if they want to define that as atheist or if any clarification, yes, I would say, yes, I'm an atheist. But that's just one part of the conversation. The other thing that I think we were trying to, you know, that a lot of people were speaking about was, so what do you stand for? Because that was kind of your other part is messaging. Yeah. And it seemed like most people agreed upon um, humanistic values. These are the things that we're for. If, so if you're having a conversation and coming out to somebody, I think you have to have both of those identifiers. You want to say that you're an atheist, but I'm also a humanist. Why aren't they the same? One defines a negative. One defines a positive. The negative, though, is assigned. I don't think it's negative. I don't look at it as negative. Well, and maybe that's kind of well, the maybe key. That's, maybe well, that's the wrong term because negative no, has, I mean, has a number but, of different you but, know, but definitions. I would but say one you're of them, right you know, in, the, in the big picture. One of them says what you don't believe. One of them says what you do believe. Yeah, just the term atheist is yeah. saying you, you know, you're, non, you're against theism. Basically, no, 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 no. no. That'd be anti. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, but I would say that is right, the right. most common, from my perspective, misconception. Right. Most non-atheists, when they hear somebody, not even hear somebody define themselves as an atheist, but they just hear the word atheist, what they think of is anti-theist. Uh, somebody that is not only doesn't adhere to a religious doctrine. But they are against against fights, yeah. fights it. I don't like using the term new atheist, but I will. I mean, a lot of them, with some of the books they've written, appear to be against religion. And I don't want to defend the new atheists, per se, but there's a difference between somebody that goes to church every Sunday and ISIS. Oh, absolutely. And, or, you know... Hardcore evangelicals that, that are fundamentalists. That right. Are, and, yeah, right. No, I understand that. And that's the thing I also try to explain to people is those guys are against the same kind of theism that I'm against, the dangerous theism, you know, the fundamentalist theism. That's I, who they're writing I about. wouldn't call 
I wouldn't call you anti-theist. Do you feel it? You are? I would, I'd say you're probably the least of the three of us. I'm in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm anti-fundamentalist theism. For sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so, For yes, sure. so at times I am an anti-theist. I would join yeah, you but on the at front time, lines of you know, battle. I'm certainly not going to define myself by what I am at times because that'd be awful. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my major hang up with religion is those that are taking our country off the rails. You know, the anti-climate, um, you know, anti-immigrant. Anti-public schools. Right, pro, right. Yeah, pro yeah. Prayer in schools. Right. Yeah. You know, anti women's choice go on and on and on right yeah so those are those are the theistic kind of values that I am opposed but to. a lot of those you don't like like probably the rest of us because of the political implications and right if they the, just kept those values for themselves right and the no and, and the hypocrisy well yeah it's, but it's inflicting it on the rest of us that that becomes the problem right. on the world which is and a, on the planet for sure which yeah. are which are ultimately political issues as opposed to religious ones because right. they can't really do anything in the religious arena there they can do all their damage oh, in the political arena absolutely and i i'm totally with you on that but just because nobody says you're a theist and then ends there there's all these assumptions made but they're good assumptions you know that you are you know you care Moral. for your fellow man and you give to charity now atheist is you hate god don's an atheist but he's a nice guy, right? Yeah. You know, okay, but he, yeah, he but, gives to charity, and he. But I will say this though: is, he likes fuzzy kittens. Right. You know, it, he's, it, got a, he's got several of them. Progressive Christians have that same ding. problem. Progressive, progressive Christians. Christians. That's yeah, another okay. ding. That, right, that's a. Right. It's a small. Ding. But I'm saying they have that same fight. Is when they say I'm a Christian, but. I'm not the kind of Christian you're seeing on TV, you know, the, the Franklin oh, yeah, Graham yeah. Christian. I'm not the Jeff Sessions Christian. So they have the same kind of issues or battles that we do. So that's why one of the reasons I like Reverend Barber, because politically, I'm totally aligned with this guy. The I'm moral, looking at you with a moral blank stare. Moral, moral Monday, Monday and- North Carolina, like, led successful protest movements at the Capitol in North Carolina. And he and is they did a, him here in Atlanta. Yeah. He describes himself as an evangelical Christian. Because he's trying to reclaim that right. term. I'm sure he would not be invited to the Religious Liberty Task Force. Let's no. put it that right. way. Oh, definitely does And he, like will, he will say, I am an evangelical. Because he wants to preach the, the, the good, good news, news, but does not want to be associated with the rest of them, which is politically, 100% I'm with him. Religiously, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and to me, that's kind of the, you know, the good and the bad kind of thing is so he don't basically preaches when he when he does a lot of these conferences or whatever is like he's still kind of preaching from the bible he's he's preaching the good stuff but me as an atheist it's like you really need to talk so much religion to prove your point he probably but does but are you an but, atheist or are you a humanist see or that's okay can you be both so there you go sure. i mean that, yeah i was gonna i was gonna say that before there is such a thing as christian humanism that isn't even the question you, you asked. See, you should see the uh, if you guys could see the blank look on both of our yeah. faces, like yeah. like yeah, both yeah, of us yeah. looking at each other, me and Don going, "Did you understand that? I that don't was, understand." I mean, I understood what he said. It just wasn't the answer Those to the two question. words put together. No, we, we were talking about can you be an atheist and a humanist? And you said, "Well, there's such a thing as a Christian so if there's humanist. a Christian humanist and yeah. an atheist humanist, he's looking at me weird. Are we missing something? I don't know." Are we talking past each other? I, well, I, no, I, I was made to connection with Barbara. Is mm-hmm. like so he's speaking 
humanist whether values. you believe in ah, whether you have you a belief in god or though. not that's the problem i think is is humanists haven't made the connection with his group and said you said you're an atheist but you're also a humanist. a humanist right so and he would say he's a christian but also a humanist no i don't know if he would use that term just I, yeah but i mean if, if you if theoretically you, speaking I'm just for the sake if, of if, argument if you outline here's the atheist yeah. or the humanist manifesto check 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 great which was kind of the point of the deep dive. You just checked off all the things that me as an atheist probably would sign off on. Right. The atheist manifesto, according to the rest of the world, is you hate religion and everybody yeah. that's religious. But, yeah. Okay, but that's the thing is you can be a, a, an atheist and an asshole. You can be For an sure. atheist and a Trump supporter. Just because you're unchecking that one box doesn't mean everything else... But then you are kind of ceding the definition of atheist to kind of the worst actors. No? No. I'm not. I'm just I'm just saying that's just... I don't like it when you both say no at the same time. <laughs> that's not good for me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, you know, by definition, that is just one box that you're ticking. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the answer to one question. Or an atheist. And it, it doesn't mean... Yeah, but they don't ever get called theists. I don't, they yeah, they don't even know what that term never means. never get caught right, theist. Right. There are atheists and there are theists. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is a subgroup. Yep. We're the only ones that don't get the subgroup. We get the top group. We get the top of the pyramid. We get lumped. We do, and we lump ourselves. We need to either own it or drop it and go to the subgroup like everyone else does. Because no one else calls themselves theists. Right. No group. What right. are you? Right. Well, I'm right. a theist. And, and no. yeah. what's kind of, oh, what kind of theist? I'm Catholic. Yeah. You know? Or what I'm, kind of Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. No, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> But Christmas, we Christmas get we just we get the atheist tag. Game That's over. It. That's it. Just an atheist. Just you're, right, right. You, you yeah. don't you're you're no you're no deeper. Yeah, the conversation tends to end there unless you have capacity or the time to explain further. Is like these are the things I'm for. Yeah, because as soon as you tell somebody you're an atheist, if they're a, a theist, they think they know exactly what you're all about because of the right, understanding right, right. that they have. So you of have atheists. no morals. You have no because everything they know right. about atheists is what their pastors told them. Whenever he wants to paint something as bad, he drapes it in the cloak of atheism or secular humanism. One of the two. Maybe I should just call myself a secular humanist. That's more what you're for. Secular meaning separation of church and state, and humanism, positive values. I don't know. We have a long road to hoe to... Well, we have a misinformation campaign that we have to overcome. Right. You've got uh, people sitting in the pews on Sunday morning, and they're hearing their pastor tell them atheist this and atheist or that, and this is what they think, and this is what they believe. I dare I say that a pastor lies to his flock. Getting back to an earlier, earlier point, that's the cynicism. He doesn't give a shit what the truth is. No. He doesn't care. He's got a narrative that he has to get across. And and a hammer. Yeah. And And nobody that, when he says that, anybody that's going, yeah, isn't going to take the time to go and fact check. No. But why doesn't anyone want to be called an atheist? Very few people in that room did. We had people that wouldn't admit it. We had humanists. We had post-theists. We had a cross-section. But I kind of thought it was predicated on who you're in conversation with. To me, two different levels of conversation we're having is is like, so if it's in your local circle of friends or family versus what's our message to be as a group, either nationally or 
locally or whatever. Well, we touched on billboards, but that was one of the things that a lot of the billboards you see out there by American atheists are definitely poking the eye of the theist. When you, when you see one of those billboards or an atheist t-shirt or whatever the case may be, what you opening over there? Pop, pop. I'm opening a hop project, dank and sticky. Dank and sticky. Hop fresher series India Pale Ale. And I hope it is dank and sticky. Is this... So who's the brewery? It's called the Hot Project, and they're out in California. Uh, This is an 8.5%. It's the inaugural beer of the hop concept. So, you know, we could be, you know, drinking history here. Now, this isn't the beer that somebody posted about I saw where there's a brewery, I believe in Colorado, that is... Is making a weed infused beer? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's going to be a NA beer, non alcoholic in the States. In Canada, however, it's going to be alcohol and weed fused yeah. in, in Canada. In, yeah, all in one. Oh, cheers. We cheers. All have glasses. Yeah. That's dank, dank and sticky. sticky. A little dank and sticky. Yeah. Well, this podcast is only going to go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so one of the things we talked about too was was on a more positive is the American humanists have the message about good without God, you're not alone kind mm-hmm. of thing. To me, that's not poking the eye of the theist out there. Now, it, it ignores them. Right, right. It, it does. It, yeah, it, this is just going for the it, nuns it, out it, there. It's, it's like you're not alone. Trying to trying to knock the one the fence sitters right off well, the and, one and, side. And to me, you know, when I discovered I was an atheist, I had no idea there was a community out there. Or yeah. I had no idea how many other people out there thought like I did. I had no clue. I'd only, previous to that, met one person who identified himself as an atheist. Really? Mm-hmm. And how did you know this person? Uh, interesting. The group I was part of, it was a, like a, a progressive emergent cohort, and we had a project called Atheism for Lent, is where you gave up God for Lent. And that backfired spectacularly. <laughs> or succeeded. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. still Lent, huh? I'm sure. <laughs> First of all, yeah. You can't be stealing the Catholics. Yeah, that, that's they, trademarked. Uh, yeah, I, that did, is yeah, I didn't see an R yeah. next to that Lent anywhere on the on the internet. The only Lent y'all get is the one in the dryer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's Lent, not Lent. Exactly. All right. So anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, so he attended this project and This was something that your church it wasn't a church, it was it okay. was, it was a, a, conversation. It was a conversation. Coven, right? A what? It was a coven. No. What? <laughs> Explain this. I, where where you did said, this derive you said cohort. From? Yeah. Cohort. A friend of yours. So the emergent movement was a thing I was part of. They have various groups that met deconstructing religion, deconstructing Christianity. So It sounds like atheism with training wheels is what it sounds like to me. Um, basically, for you know, a lot of people that were part of that are now atheists. Yeah. So, yeah ab- absolutely. I don't think that was the intent. It was, you know, the intent was to make people more progressive. And, well, and, success. So, that or you're just what, like it, you appreciate what you don't. Well, have, I mean, you know, to, which is kind of what Lynn is. You, know, you, made you, good you give God. up something right, for 40 right. days and you appreciate it more. But, I mean, the whole movement was basically a safe space to ask questions. Where you can doubt things. What's the Amish? Were they Run Springer? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Run Springer. So when I give up alcohol or sweets or whatever thing that I like, mm, 
still sticking to one of them. But on that last day, I'm eating a whole cake. You know, I'm having one of these beers. Not like, God, I feel so much better without sweets after 40 days. I'm going to continue that. Or, you know what? I really don't miss beer mm-hmm. or alcohol. So on that 41st day, I'm not going to really drink anything. Didn't quite work out yeah. that way, ever. <laughs> this did not have that reaction for you or a lot of people in the group. You didn't miss it so much. You ran back to it with open arms. You just well, kept walking. No, no, no. I mean, if you're talking about the atheism for Lent, that's not when I exited. That was part of the process. Oh, I'm going further down the rabbit hole kind of thing. Somebody's like, so, hey, uh, Lent's over. And so you're if like, that wasn't it, after you gave it up, did you just go back and say, oh, cool? Did it feel the same Yeah. when you went back? No. One of the main things I got out of that is... Religion. You got out of it. Yeah. No, well, that was the very end result. But I'm saying during that, that atheism for Lent thing is like, huh, atheists make some good points. Because we studied like some of the classic atheist writers. Bertrand Russell, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'd have to look up to see Robert who Ingersoll. We, we read. I'm just. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, I mean, yeah, so we read a lot of those people, discussed things so, from so an atheistic an perspective. <laughs> and then also having this guy that was an out atheist in our group that added to the conversation is like, huh, it's not what I've been kind of led to believe about atheism. Which was? Who was, who was the atheist in the group? Who let, who let this wolf into the yeah. house? The mole. Yeah. What's well? That that. This is fascinating. Whole long story, and I don't know if I can mention. uh, Yeah, I'm not. No, no names. No names. Yeah, right, right. He was part of my deconstruction process in a big way because I I looked at that as one of my points. Is like, ah, so you know how you put like little thumbtacks. Like, hmm. So that's what I did. But wait, what were you asking? Did you think of atheists? Because you're, ah, you're like, uh, okay. oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't really well, realize well, this I, would, about I, I, I didn't. I didn't have a super negative. You know, like they have no morals. Well, like I said, I didn't really have any interactions, so I didn't know how to really think about them. Other than it's like it's kind of sad that they don't believe in God. So it was pity, more pity, yeah, yeah, pity for than you know being well, in fear. Well, or, tap on the yeah. head. Oh, poor thing. Well, if, don't well, believe in God. Yeah. Poor, poor thing. You still can. I can remember is... But then after the 40 days you came out the other end, you kind of had, I'm thinking you had more of a... little bit of 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 an understanding. uh, Yeah, yeah, understanding that, oh, okay, well then I don't Kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. This guy still is a very activist kind of person. So he's a hero in my eyes. But what's interesting is is I went to a conference with uh, Bart Ehrman. Oh, yeah. When I was like... Starting to exit out, but I can remember he was saying during that thing he was an agnostic, and I felt kind of a little bit of pity for him. It's like if he only knew this kind of God that I knew. If he only went to my church, you know. Yeah, there's different. Yeah, yeah. So you were an evangelical. That God, that's not the good God. If you were the progressive God, the the process theology, hippie God, God, you might you might understand. But process theology. Yeah. Google that shit. I will. <laughs> that was my... See, that's why I think that Bart Ehrman is so effective is because he came from that. As opposed to, you're not going to get a, you know, an evangelical to pick up a Christopher Hitchens book or a Richard Dawkins book. You yeah, know, yeah. But, but they're more they're more likely to pick up a Bart Ehrman book. We were talking about that a little bit during the deep dive, too, is people that are in the bubble... Is like you're afraid to read science through somebody outside the Christian. Every, you know what, though, you got to have somebody. And not not to, to you. not right, to right. defend them, but everyone's in bubbles. Yeah, everyone is in 
you know, their bubbles might be larger. They may be a little more porous. But everybody is, is in a bubble, these days especially. So when they say, you know, oh, man, he's in his bubble, they could easily say... The same thing. Big time. That, yeah. Humans do that. That's, yeah. that's and social media is exasperating, uh, if that's a word. Did I say that correctly? Close. Close. And close, by the way... Close enough. He, he's not... Been, that was just a slip of the tongue. He's not drunk. This is not the tequila episode. No. <laughs> but, but if we, stick, if, we stick, or, if we stick around... You never know. Yeah. But yeah, social media does have a tendency to magnify oh, yeah. that effect. Yeah. Oh, yep. Big time. And For Google sure. Has that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Google vaccinations and see what comes up. That's actually part of that's going to be my recommendation. Oh, excellent segue. So, other than trolling Dinesh D'Souza on Twitter, which I can't really say is a recommendation because ultimately it is a soul sucking enterprise. So, you did that? You, you trolled I, I, I did not, but whoever was doing the Godless yeah, Heathens the, Twitter? Yeah, uh, oh, whoever okay. does the Godless Heathens podcast Twitter account has really got a stick in the craw about Dinesh. Yeah, hammering him. Yeah. Did he respond back? or? No, but no. his his legion of followers did. Really, we can't. We see we, air quotes. Whoever is is in charge the of that ferry. Yeah, the uh, for ferry. sure. Yeah. Can't can't troll Ken Ham anymore because we got blocked. So we had to move on to more fertile grounds. And he is unfortunately super active on Twitter because of his propaganda. I mean, movie. You had it right the first time. His, uh, uh, for sure, it oh, is oh, yeah. straight up misinformation. His right wing circle jerk of a, misinformation. Of a movie. I call it lies. I would call it lies. And what's the yep. name of the movie? It's called Don't Waste Your Fucking Time. No, no, seriously. Yeah, what, yeah. The name of the... He's, it's, because there's... Do, I have, do, you, do we have... You well, know, I, have a, I have a point to make. Trump, Death is, of, Trump Death, is Lincoln. Death of a Nation. Yeah. And Trump is Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the whole premise of the movie, is right. that, that Trump is the, oh, and is the second that, coming of that, Lincoln. That, uh, and leftists that, are Nazis. That Nazis The true came, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Nazis. And racists. We're racists and... Racist Nazis. Nazis. It's funny, though, because all the Nazis that are running for political office have an R next to their name, not a D. But uh, what do I know? I mean, how many movies have I made? I think... I don't know how many. None. But the the thing that, that I found interesting about the title of the movie, Death of a Nation, is there's a certain movie called... Birth, Birth of, of a nation, nation, which is all about the Ku Klux Klan. You know, oh, so like yeah, Google that shit. A racist classic, if you can put the two it words came, together. It revived as a, as the a, Klan. As a, but it was also seen as like, for I think a long time, as film. Not yes. like the content, but like, wow, this film so far back. Like, yes. look at the movie, almost like Lenny Riefenstahl. You guys are looking at me like, yeah. what? I have no idea who you're talking she about. She was Hitler's Girlfriend? documentarian. Oh, oh okay, okay. I knew that about. did the grand movies of the marches and basically created the propaganda film that made Germany great again. I mean, he, she was considered a excellent filmmaker. Her work, though, was for friggin' Hitler. So is that what Dinesh is doing here? Well, no, well, not, because he's not doing she Hitler, was talented. No, no, but I mean, he, it's like it's propaganda. Not, but, Are you somehow uh, trying sure. to equate Hitler with Trump? Uh, we'll make a movie about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the movie was Triumph of the Will. Google it. Yeah. Because it is seen as classic film in the service of truly awfulness. And whether or not he sees himself as her, he certainly is a right-wing or trying to be a right-wing Michael Moore. Oh, definitely. Taking a page out of his book. But he's just tweeting and tweeting, and it's lies and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit. And 
And this is a guy that Trump pardoned. For sure. Yep. I wonder why. Better get used to that. He's going to wield that. He gets in trouble. You know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. But none of this was my recommendation. It's bumming me out. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we got off on a tangent there. What, what's your recommendation? It's not. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not birth of a nation or death of a nation, as a matter of fact. It, it, it is not. It's also not any more uplifting. It's the latest episode of the Ezra Klein Show. The episode is called Why Online Politics Gets So Extreme Fast which it does. I completely recommend it because the Ezra Klein show goes twice as long as this podcast and sometimes feels like it's four times as long. But it's an hour. He interviews Zenyep T. She is a professor at North Carolina State University, writes in the New York Times, totally has a handle on how technology affects us. And she talks about how algorithms and technology and social media is designed to bring out the extreme in everything. And her example was, particularly on YouTube, which is kind of under discussed as a radicalizing force, that autoplay videos start you somewhere and always push you towards the most extreme. Like you want to do, you want to watch videos about running, oh, you yeah. end up watching ultra marathons. Yeah, right. Right, right. And it was this that not only propelled Dotard, but kids my age, they grew up on this. And this is their main source of media. It's not designed to push you there, but the algorithm ends up pushing you there anyway. Right. Because right. it keeps playing and it keeps playing and it keeps playing. And it talks about information pollution. You start in vegetarianism, you go to radical veganism. Think of that across a nation and politics, and you don't realize you're being affected by it. And the people who are probably affected by it the most are saying, that stuff's not going to influence me. Where's the latest Alex Jones video? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So not on YouTube anymore. Still on Twitter. He's still on Twitter because technically he keeps content off of Twitter that can get him... Look, their their standards are completely loosey-goosey mm -hmm. to begin with. But he keeps most of the worst content off of Twitter and lets everybody else amplify the worst of him, which kind of keeps him on Twitter. Now, I'm not going to defend the Twitter capitulation by their CEO that went on Sean Hannity to say, you know, that we're not shadow banning conservatives G give me a break but that was a that's a hundred percent a business move but if you have to catholic term genuflect at the altar of sean hannity you have probably made a couple of wrong life decisions it's a really good podcast she also talks about how if you cut facebook off you cut yourself off from kind of the public space yeah. and i certainly i feel that yeah. But listen to it. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. insightful. What's the name of the podcast? Ezra Klein Show. Yeah. Oh, very original. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time uh, I mean, so what working I'm on a title. Go, what I'm kind of picking up on is it's not just the Russian bots. Do, we're doing this to ourselves. Or the technology companies are doing well, it to us. Right, right, and right, right. But, I mean, we don't know, realize it. One of the arguments is, well, nobody forces you to listen to it. True. Nobody does. But they've got power in these in these algorithms, and they're designed to do exactly what they're doing. Then the technology companies are kind of like, hey, no one's stopping you. Yeah. you know, turn off the TV. Right. And she calls them engines of radicalization. 
And it makes I, a lot of sense. I, it, it, it does make a lot of sense, unfortunately. Now, solutions, mm. that's a little tougher. You know, is the genie already out of the bottle? Maybe. Anybody got a good recommendation? Because I'm bumming myself out just talking about it. Uh, well, I don't know if mine's a good one or not, but <laughs> a book I just finished that, that was kind of eye-opening and re- revealing to me is a book called Believe Me, The Evangelical Road to Donald Trump. And it oh, was man, written, that sounds like a laugh riot. Well, no, I mean, it's insightful. I mean, and because what is interesting to me is this is written by an evangelical. Sounds so like one the of his own read of the season. Tribe. Hey, you know what? You should, we, you, you should read The Road right after that. You could just Oh, be that's like, my <laughs> – <laughs> that is in my queue. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, to me it's an interesting read, very eye-opening. No solutions provided by by the. I mean, he he kind of like the deep dive. Kind of like the deep dive. I mean, he, I think he's like the stuff budget. out, but it's like no. When you have a, a denomination or whatever you want to call it that reinvents itself every every few months or whatever, it's like you can't put that back in the bottle. So what'd you learn? I guess what I learned is that some people in that segment of Christianity are aware there is a problem and want to do something about it. Really? Yeah. Who are they? Too few and far between. There, I mean, there is, uh, I don't want to use a term, but progressive evangelicals. I mean, there are some people that want to try. Yeah, Isn't progressive, it's, it's kind of like, like, like Barber. Hold on, that, I, just, I just thought about what you said there. Isn't progressive evangelicals kind of an oxymoron? Aren't those two? No, no, like the, I say, it depends Barber on is definitely one. Right, that's what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, so he mm-hmm. would be one, I, I, he, I, you know, that, that would probably... Appreciate this book. I thought those so. were more on the uh, opposite end of the spectrum from one another. Who? But seriously, what did you what did you learn other than there are people, but you don't hear much of them? Why is that? Do we need to get them in your right hand queue of YouTube so you hear them instead of Alex Jones in your autoplay queue? Yeah, I mean there there is something to what you know what, what you're saying there, but they don't pop up. The ones that pop up are always the ones that are more controversial. These people don't have it's part a, of their business a, model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you know these people don't have a strong voice. The other one, um, John Pavlovich, I just posted something on on his too. He's one of these that's a progressive evangelical. Jim Wallace is a, is another well known one that are trying to move these people towards a more social kind of theology. They haven't drunk the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Well, no. I mean, if you look at the whole history, this Trump kind of evangelical is a new phenomenon. Maybe we should start calling that. New evangelicals. Kind of like the new atheists. Neo. Post-evangelicals. Well, and that movement I was part (laughs) of. That (laughs) That one took a second. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, check it out on Amazon. See what you think. But to me, it was kind of... Well, based on your recommendation and your recommendation, I have a recommendation. Turn off the autoplay feature on your YouTube. It's, <laughs> it's just a click. I mean, it's just one little click. I did that a long time ago. And it saved your soul? That was actually one of the more contra- – one of the things that I, if I wasn't leading the deep dive, mm-hmm. I would have challenged. Somebody in the deep dive said, we don't have a soul or that your soul doesn't exist. And Depends how you define soul. but For sure. For sure. I can't. I don't know who said it. Uh-huh. Sounds I, like something I would say. Uh, you didn't. Okay. For the sake of argument, let's just say I said it. What, what, what you got? Mm. What's, what's he, your he's comeback? Getting, he's getting a little chesty get, about I'm this getting, right yeah, now. Yeah, I am. Like I got puffy. Puffy. Right. It's kind of, kind, of, kind of ready to You're right. A little puffy. <laughs> I'm stretching here. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, here. I'll, I'll, I'll do this by not answering your question and answering a completely different one. <laughs> um, do I think there's a soul? Probably not in the way that you think. That it's not like some 
physical part of me that when I die, it's going to go somewhere. To and another gonna, plane. Yeah, I'm going right, to yeah. go live on a cloud. Like, nah. But your essence? Oh, look at you guys. Yeah, in look unison at there. you guys. At the same time, man. Ooh, that, that, <laughs> that's they, nice. They fist bumped, y'all. <laughs> but, yeah. What you know, makes you you? What makes but, you you? Yeah, what our, you believe? You know, your essence? Our brain's history. No. 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 Well, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Well, I mean, you know, that's who we are is what our brain. Well, you don't have to lose your soul. I mean, you, you know. Constructed us. That's. You can be horribly mangled in an accident and completely lose what it is that makes you you. Physically. Not just physically, but head trauma. And and next thing you know, you have a completely different personality, a completely different, soul, you know. True. Is, yeah. So awesome. Did you lose your soul and get another soul? Yeah. Or did your soul just change? Been rebooted. Or is your soul rebooted. just created in your brain and now your brain's damaged? That's another talk for another day. Wait a minute. So, so, <laughs> what? so... Okay, so well, maybe it's a talk for today. So, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'll go with that because it is in my head, right? It yeah. is in my head. It is it's what completely I. It's in what I it's what, it is right. what I believe. Right. It is it's what a, soul is just a good placeholder to describe what you're trying to put your finger on. Yeah, maybe it's your best you. You know, maybe it's what you want to be. Maybe it's what you aspire to be, or what you believe in. Which is why that whole atheist—you don't believe in anything. Just that's one thing that I just like. Fingernails on a yeah. That, yeah. No, the I mean, there's been documented cases of people that have severe head trauma. Their, their personalities change. Yep. There's also documented cases of people with multiple personality disorder, where one personality is religious and the other one. And another personality so is, 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 is an atheist. Like two completely different people inhabiting the same body. If you can think about your soul in that respect, if you can't really think clearly, then maybe that whole concept of a soul is... It's your mind's eye self-portrait of, you know, kind of... Yeah, looking. maybe. Yeah. Or what you want to, you know, what you think you want. Like when you look in the mirror, you're like, man, I'm looking good. And then you... Then you well, you, that's only a guy. actually look in the mirror. Oh, I don't know about that. No, no. Males are the only members of the human species who look in a mirror and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't want a chunk of this? Every every woman looks in a mirror and goes and just picks out her worst attributes and worst parts. Ah, uh, hmm. I'm painting I'm, with a wide brush. Uh, yeah. 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 Again, yeah. you got the, the Wagner the, power it, it does. It doesn't matter how grotesque <laughs> the guy is. When he looks at himself in the mirror, he's thinking, oh, yeah. Right, so maybe that maybe they're know, seeing I'm... maybe they're seeing their soul, yeah. as opposed to, <laughs> oh my God, how did I get this old? <laughs> That's what I'm seeing when I look in the mirror. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but yeah. So who the hell is when, that old man? In when there? somebody said that, and I was like, hmm, I'm going to disagree with that. But since I can't really here, I'm going to have a let's have a deep dive. And as soon as you say something, I'm going to. Pounce right on yeah. top of you. Mm-hmm. Like the host is going to throw down on you. <laughs> That'd be a good deep dive. Mm. It's not a deep dive. It's a throw down. Throw down just say it? something, and I'm going to dunk you. Okay, so we need to rename it. I want to host one of the deep dives, and I'm just going to show up with a table with one of those signs in front that's got, got a statement on it that says, prove me wrong. Right. Come you know, at me, bro. <laughs> come at me, bro. What do you got? Throw there is down. no God. Prove the, me wrong. Yep, yep. All right, on that note, uh, drop us a line at the godless, not the, but just at godlessheathens at yahoo.com. You never uh, know who we're going to troll. Yeah, never know. Uh, also on Twitter, at Godless Podcast on Twitter. Don't know who's running that thing, but 
He's got a hard on for Dinesh. It's uh, that ferry. Yeah. Heathens ferry. Wow. Yep. You know, did you hear what you just said? Yeah. Boy, that's the last thing anybody at this table would no. have. No. Nobody. Literally. No, I'm not even going to talk about his pardon. Pardon And me. the closed, hidden, secret, hush-hush, godless Facebook group. And but you better be careful. Don't kick your ass out. I, I, I did have <laughs> play to, nice. I had to kick two people out of the group this past week. We don't have to give the details, but you have to play nice. If, if you're a member, you can see the post. You can see why. Don't troll. I've only had, don't be a troll. I, we have, we've don't had it up like for us. a couple months now. I've only had to kick three people out. Unfortunately, two of them were in one day. Two Such three. is the life of a Facebook moderator. <laughs> yep. Podbean.com, where you're listening to this. YouTube. Godless Heathens podcast channel. Make sure you give us good ratings so we come up in the autoplay above Alex Jones. That's uh, iTunes. 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 There. It's all yep. about the iTunes. Yep. But, you, but likes in YouTube are going to do the same likes thing. Likes in YouTube are good, but when it comes to for the podcast itself, well, we love to read the reviews. Absolutely leave us a review. Sure. But in all Even honesty, hate us. It, it doesn't matter what you write on your review. Other than, you know, we like to read them. But we don't do a thing about them. No, it, it, it doesn't. Just like it's, to read them. The five star reviews is what's going to help push the podcast up the ratings and get it recommendations, and and that goes a long way. A Every long, long way. you know, a lot of podcasts now are begging for five star ratings, and really, in this case, you're Apple's bitch, and so are we. Give us the five star. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, so you know, we're no I, different. I didn't design the rules. We just have to play by them. Play by them. You know. yep. hmm. No historical precedent for terrible things happening after that. No, huh? absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, give us a, a five-star or you'll have to listen again. Yeah. Google Play, Stitcher, and the hippie third-rate podcatcher app only me and Jeff use. Overcast. Overcast. Now, wait a second. Y'all, y'all, y'all make fun of Overcast. I, I checked. Lifetime, like yeah, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll like shit it. on Overcast like every no. week. That's uh, my go-to. I know, but you, you you make fun of what you love. Overcast. I looked at it, and I want to say Lifetime since we started the podcast, a total of three percent of all our downloads have been on. Uh, That's on, us. On, us too. That's Overcast. us. That's just <laughs> Maybe two of one you. One more. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Godless Heathens. How creative that is. So leave us a little tip in the tip jar there, if you think we're worthy of it. Leave us a like, a rating. We talked about the ratings. Make sure you rate us on iTunes. And and don't be honest. Give us five stars. Yeah, no. We don't want want your honesty. We just want five stars. Put put your honesty in the comments, but give us the five stars first. Right. Or or email, Twitter, take your pick. Yeah. You know, lie to us on the reviews. Okay, so so then I'm supposed (laughs) to say be honest. To some extent. To some extent. By the way, we we just were honest with you. Yeah. We want five stars. That we're ratings whores. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Again, don't hate the game. (laughs) Exactly. But we want to reach more people for uh, for Satan. Thank you. All right. So the open invitation to Jesus still stands. We'd love for you to come sit in with us. So come on, Jesus. Come on down. We've got a lot of five-star reviews. We do? I would say we would no, probably get a couple oh. five-star reviews if Jesus came on the show. Oh, you think? For sure. That would definitely be a for ratings sure. boost there. Either zero or five. It would be the last episode we ever do, but it would be the highest rated episode. We True. would go out with a bang. Big Absolutely. time. Big time. So, It'd be like the four horse. You want to? Hey, you want to shut us down? Come on the show, no, Jesus. No, we wouldn't be shut. We'd just be called the Godful Heathens. Yeah. Not Godless. So, All right, that's it. See you next time. Bye, Bye y'all. Take care. Bye.
my gun. He made me mad. The devil's bad. The devil is a bum, but the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil goes. The devil is my friend, and Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla goes. Godzilla is my friend, and Shrinko was my friend, and Brishnev was my friend. Wherever I go, the devil 